1: And welcome back to Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, sometimes it is really hard to get back on the show the people that I love conversating with, get the regulars back on the show, because I like bringing you guys new ideas and new guests as well, and especially when you work in busy schedules. And speaking of busy schedules, I mean, mine's a mess, but a guy equally as busy as Patrick Morley. He's a prolific author. We've had him on the show in the past. Now, if you don't know anything about him, well, I'm going to pick up the rock and I'm going to shed some light here. He's moved forward in a path God created for him in searching for meaning and purpose and that deeper relationship with God. I mean, that's really what it's all about. And he started a weekly Bible study, believe it or not, in a bar. That really happened. It's true. It with only a handful of guys. This was way back in 1986. And that study now reaches and affects thousands of men every week around the world, not just here in the States, around the globe. And this movement is growing by leaps and bounds. And he sees in men more authentic lives. And that led him to start man in the mirror, which is one of my favorite organizations. I absolutely love it. It's a global men's ministry and it impacts thousands of churches and millions of men. I mean, we're talking, this is just a wide reach and the ministry of man in the mirror by his own lips, Patrick says it exists in answer to the prayers of all of those wives and mothers and grandmothers who have for decades been praying for the man in their lives. And now I'm going to welcome him to the show. Welcome back, Patrick Morley. And is this true? Is that what it exists for? Because I believe we are in interesting times and men sometimes are shoved to the side. This is a ministry that is so important to me.
0: Well... Thank you, Noah. Thank you for having me on your show again, and uh, greetings to all of you who are listening. So uh, I love Noah, and just so th- thrilled to be on here today. Yeah, the, it's real. Our paradigm is real simple. Uh, if you want to get the world right, you need to get the church right. And if you want to get the church right, uh, you're going to have to get families right. And you're not going to get families right unless you get marriages right. And you're not going to get marriages right unless we can figure out how to fix these women, right? (laughs) You're supposed to laugh now.
1: (laughs) I was letting our audience laugh there. But no, that's uh, it. It's you know what? Very simplicity. And sometimes it's just those little simple things in life that it's like, don't complicate the matter. This is what it this is what it is here.
0: Yeah. yeah, our paradigm is if, if you, uh, you know, in family systems theory, you know, I've got a background in that as as well as uh, theology. But the, in family systems theory, the the bottom line is if you uh, take a child out of a dysfunctional family system and, and really help the child, but you put the child back into an unchanged family, then it doesn't really stick. But if you take the uh, the, the man out of the family and you, you help him and you reinsert him into the family, uh, it really does change everything, the marriage, the family, the church, the community, uh, and, and eventually the world. So in some sense, we need, to, we need ministries to every possible need. But uh, if we don't help men along the way, then the chances of uh, those things being sustainable is probably pretty low. Does that make sense?
1: That The the strength of men, the role of a father, those are things that is not brought up in a lot of your talking head interviews and whatnot. Those are things in the family circle. And we all have very dynamic families. It's it, It's amazing. But those are things you cannot replace, you cannot remove for the equation and expect to get... Something exceptional. It has to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well said. Well said, brother.
1: Well, there are many issues, and that, that's what I, what I want to focus on at the beginning here, Patrick, in the modern age in which we live, especially here in the States, but across the globe as well. And there are some issues that really push that modern male role model, the man, and specifically fathers, just to the wayside. I mean, he's not a priority in some cases or an authority. And in some cases, they say he's not necessary. And this has been a growing concern of mine as a single father myself. What are your thoughts on this? What do you see?
0: Well, it, the centrality of the, you know, the family as an institution, you know, that, that God has given us, the family and the and the body of Christ, these are, and governments too, these are all institutions that have been put in place by God. and. Uh, if you're going to have a successful child you just have to have a successful uh parent or parents it doesn't have to, or it can be sometimes a grandparent as well right but there has to be uh, someone so my real quick my my story i i come i'm i'm a broken boy so i grew up and i never heard the words uh i believe in you i love you and they're important and words I'm, they really I'm, are yeah i'm proud of you i never Never had a conversation about the meaning and purpose of life. Uh, didn't hear much about God. Did not hear about what my educational opportunities might be, career options, things like that. And so basically, I had to guess at uh, what normal male behavior looked at, li- like. And the thing that changed my life was, is that by God's grace, I got involved with a, a group of men at a local church, Uh they, they saw this rookie husband who uh, didn't have a clue, and they took me under their wings and showed me the ropes and what it meant to be a godly man, husband and father. That's what we need. Young men today in particular are, uh, they're in like in a a, a a desert. They're in like a spiritual desert. Their souls are dried up. Uh, they feel alone. In fact, I have these seven observations. I put them in one of my books uh, uh, that I've made over the years. I am a systems guy, so I like to put things into models and so, But when I and I've talked with literally thousands of men, and or really more like listened to thousands of men in one-on-one conversations, and when men try to express their inner aches and pains of what's really bothering them, they will. Typically, say one or more of these seven things. Listeners, are you ready? Number one, I just feel like I'm in the salon. Uh, number two, uh, I don't feel like God cares about me personally. Not really. Number three, uh, I don't feel like my life has a purpose. It feels random. Number four, uh, my soul is is dry. Uh, number uh, number five is that uh, you know my most important relationships. Uh, you know, they're not healthy and, and a few other things. But anyway, the, the, the point of it is is that young men in particular are in a crisis of the soul. That's why uh, we were talking before we went on the air here, uh, our newest initiative is called 10,000 Spiritual Fathers, and so we're actually kicking off a tour, 2022 kickoff tour, in the seven pilot cities, and guess what, San Diego. I can't wait. I That's know great.
1: we talked before we started the chat today that you're going to be in okay. San Diego and hopefully going to be able to come up and at least say hello.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be on October 8th. So if anybody, anybody out there, if you're 40 years of age and, and older and you've grown and you've grown and you've grown and you you you, you want to give back but you don't know how to do it, uh, we have a one-day orientation. It's so come and see. You don't have to sign a contract. Just come and see what's going on. But we will show you how you can invest in a younger guy and be a spiritual father to a younger guy. And uh, You can get the information at maninthemirror.org on that.
1: Yeah, we'll mention that again at the end of the show. Please be a part of that if you can. Yeah. It's it's so important. You brought up it just a moment ago how you never heard things like, I'm proud of you. Now, I, this is something that I probably have done a little bit too much, but I have always thought, because I tell my kids for the simplest things, hey, you know what? I'm proud of you. I'm like, dad, dad, I, I, I know that. I don't think. I think those words, those simple words are invaluable. And the more kids hear them, The better because when they grow up and they become young adults, they're going to be more well-rounded. They're going to have more self-confidence and it's actually in a very spiritual way going to strengthen, I believe, their relationship with the Lord. What do you say, Patrick?
0: Yes, and so both at the baptism of Jesus and the transfiguration, what was it that God said? He said, uh, this is my beloved son, in other words, I love him, in whom I am well pleased. In other words, I'm proud of him. So God said about his son, I love him and I'm proud of him, and I, I encourage Ben all the time, say those two phrases over and over and over. And if you get, the, if you get the, the, the dad look, that's okay. Uh, kids love to, to, to know that they're loved, and they, it's, it's food for the soul. Encouragement like that is the food of the heart, and brothers and sisters, uh, this goes for women too, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, the encouragement is the food of the heart in every heart is a hungry heart, and especially uh, young people today, they really need this kind of input from us.
1: They really do. Patrick Morley, my guest, he's founder and executive chairman at Man of the Mirror. Go to manofthemirror.org. Going in a little bit of a different direction, but I'd love to know your thoughts on this right now, Patrick. Over the summer, there's been some movies that have you know come and gone, but the only thing that really stands out in my mind is something that I don't think we've seen for quite some time which is not a good thing. And it's good to it's refreshing to to see this back here. Have you seen the movie Top Gun Maverick? Now a lot of people might be listening, "Oh, Tom Cruise, you know, his, his you know, religion is, you know, it's way out there." I don't want to focus on that. That that's not what I want to focus on right now because I'm talking about a movie that has stormed the box office 1.4 billion dollars plus worldwide. It's a movie that gives messages that are pro-America. It's a movie that gives messages that are pro-masculine, pro-father. And all these things are threaded throughout the movie. Some pretty major factors, in my belief, to its success and proof that this is... The type of storytelling that families want to see and i even think that people that have worked on the movie not necessarily tom cruise himself god has had a hand in all that and orchestrating that and working it together this is the type of thing patrick that i believe we need more from hollywood what do you say
0: well i uh, i'll say i own that movie
1: <laughs> that's the short answer
0: uh, I, I love that movie and i frankly i love tom cruise oh i do too i think he's
1: the last real action hero he really is
0: god bless tom cruise and uh you know he was knit together in his mother's womb by the same god that knit Amen. You in our mother's womb. and uh so uh yeah you know, i have said, said some prayers for tom cruise uh, over the years say that again I said some prayers for Tom Cruise over You know what?
1: I'm glad to hear you say that. And it's always, you know, you're never alone. There's always somebody that had maybe a similar view or thinking process that you do. When people say that to me, well, you know he's a Scientologist. I said, yes, I know that. And I pray for him on occasion. I really do, because I would love to see Tom Cruise in heaven. And I love the work that he does. That's the end of the story.
0: Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If God didn't use flawed people, he wouldn't have any people to work with.
1: There it is. And we are all flawed. <laughs>
0: yes, we are. <laughs> and we also have all these voices in our heads, you know, that are going off. And, um, you know, that's why I wrote this this newest book. Are, are we going to talk about the four voices? Yeah, we most remember. certainly are. That was right up
1: next. I wanted to to just pick your brain on a couple of things. But let's round yeah. off the conversation with this amazing book. We talked about it briefly last time. It's called The Four Voices, Taking Control of the Conversation in Your Head. Now, we, again, we've talked about this before, and let's start, in case people didn't hear the last conversation, Patrick, with the voices themselves. The, the world, the flesh, the devil, and the Holy Spirit. Now, people are going to be listening to us and say, well, I only hear one of those voices. I am in tune. I hear the Holy Spirit. And temptation, it, it's not part of my life. I don't have to worry about it. Patrick, what do you say?
0: Well, I wrote this. Uh, I wrote an expanded edition of the book that's just come out, and it's uh, doing well in the Christian discipleship uh, category and also the men's issues category because um, what I wanted to do. We all, you know, we all know that we have a running conversation with ourselves all day long. We call it self-talk, and we need self-talk. Self-talk is how we look at the different bits and pieces of life and try to fit them together into some kind of a congruent story that helps us make sense of things. Here's the thing, listeners, um, and uh, you know we're not the only voice in that conversation. There are these, and this is the arc of the book, there are these four other voices that are constantly exerting themselves to influence what we think, say, and do. And as Noah said, they're the world the flesh the devil and the holy spirit and our job is to take control of the conversation um and make the adjustments that are that are necessary so Everybody who is, uh, when we talk about the world, what the what when the Bible talks about the world, how the whole world is under control of evil evil one, and it does say that. What it really is talking about is it's not talking about all of God's creation, but, but he's talking it's talking about that part of God's creation that is unredeemed, that's under the influence of uh, of uh, the Prince of this world, and so. Yeah, and it's subtle. I mean, there are a lot of really grotesque examples of that, but it's also very subtle. Can I give an example?
1: Yeah, please. I think that would actually help clarify.
0: Yeah. So, okay, when I was uh, just getting started in business, as my background, I knew where I wanted to go to work. I got an appointment with a man who owned the company, and at the end of the interview, he said, you know, I really think you have some potential. Here's the problem. You don't have enough gray hair. Nobody's going to listen to you. And so basically, that's the voice of the world saying you're too young to make a difference. But I hear older men tell me all the time, Noah, uh, you know, we don't need you anymore. You don't have anything to offer. You know, you've, you've, you've made your contribution. It's time for you to get out of the way, make room for some younger people. So the voice of the world is saying to older people, men, you um, you're too old to make a difference.
1: So Sounds like a lot. the world is a lot like politics. That goalpost always shifts and moves, and it's never, you're not going to get to the place that the world wants you to be at, because that place doesn't exist.
0: Yes. Now, the Holy Spirit, through Scripture, tells us a very different story. For example, uh, Joseph and David, King David and Jesus, they all began... Their careers were at the zenith of their careers, actually, at the age of 30. The, 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 the disciples were all men in their 20s, making a huge difference. And then uh, on the other end, you have Abraham and Sarah, and you have Moses, and you have the Apostle Paul. They all played their best music in the last one-third of their lives. So in the in the Bible, through the the voice of the Spirit, we learn that it doesn't make any difference if you're young or old. You can always make a difference.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say it it's different uh, based on the individual, Patrick. God's going to give different people different gifts, different talents that are going to come into play at different points in their lives. It just depends again on the relationship and the, in, the individual with whom, whom He's created.
0: Yeah. By the way, I want to give a shout out. We have two staff members in San Diego, Louis Thompson and Larry Nigley. And so just a little shout out to those two brothers. Uh, they're 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 in your community helping churches to disciple men more effectively. As you said, we we work with thousands of churches, and so they're making a big impact uh, on churches, to, you know, on, on men through churches. They're in your community, and just uh, I love what they're doing. And so,
1: yeah, I've had a couple of emails back and forth with Larry. We're going to try and work with him more solidly here at the station and on the show. Just with all you guys do for San Diego, thank you so much for that again mirror.org. patrick what are some of the issues of the world that most distracts us including ones that they might seem benign like it's not a factor but i'm also going to add on to this and i dare say that ones that are majority of the people out there are going to be dealing with that it's, it's commonplace you might not think they're issues but you know what at the end of the day they're kind of a big deal
0: well, um, so in each each chapter here, I got a chapter. Basically, you know, these voices they tend to talk over each other. It'd be nice if they raised their hand and say, "Excuse me, I'm the world. I'd like to say something now," or "I'm the I'm the devil. I'd like to say something now." But that's not the way they work. So what I've done is I said, "Okay, each of you voices, you go to your corner and stay there. I'm going to talk about you a little bit," and uh, so and I, I describe in, in the book you know what each of these voices does sound like in your head. Colossians two eight says, see to it that Noah takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. And so uh, I give you an example, uh, a practical example, but at the level of the outline, some of these uh, voices, what they sound like, they sound like uh, the desire for freedom. I, I deserve the freedom to do whatever I want you know, whenever, wherever, and with whomever. And then I'm just tired of all the rules. And so you have that voice from the world. Uh, I've got seven of them in here, but I, I think another one that's uh, very important in, in this world today is is the voice of uh, performance, uh, which basically, you know, my worth is determined by my performance. I need to prove to the world that I'm good enough. It's, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And we all, all heard that kind of talk as well. Those are a couple of examples.
1: Yeah, and it's something that we can all relate to, which is why I think this book is tremendously important, Patrick, because it's something that man, woman, you know, young adult, somebody that is in their later years, you can always pull something from this. And what's new and fresh in this expanded edition? What's the part of the book that you've uh, most retweaked for this version?
0: Well, uh, for any of uh, your listeners who have read my books, they would know and I'll tell those who don't know. I, I always like to make sure we're trying to solve the wrong the right problem, because if you're trying to solve the wrong problem, then you can only succeed by accident. So I do take about 10 or 15 percent of the book to, to really help understand the problem with each of these voices. But I'm, most of my books are about solutions, are about helping people overcome some obstacle to faith. And, and, and so... Uh, the Voice of the Holy Spirit, that's about half of the book. It's just on the Voice of the Holy Spirit. And what's new about the book is I put a chapter in there on cultivating the Voice of the Holy Spirit uh, to give some uh, additional insight uh, you know, on how you can uh, walk more fully in the power of the Holy Spirit. I hike. Uh, I hike a lot. I hike, uh, uh, I hike by myself. No, oh, we share that in I, I common. common. Oh, that's beautiful. But I don't hike alone. Some people say, "Well, you hike alone." I said, "No, I don't hike alone." Well, what do you mean? You're, I say, "Well, I always have my best friend with me." And well, who's that? Well, it's the Holy Spirit, uh, the Spirit of Jesus. He's with me all the time. So, I, I'm I'm always in the majority, no matter where I am. <laughs> I do some of my best
1: reflection when I'm physically by myself, especially if I'm doing some great things like hiking it really helps you clear your your mind and really refocus
0: all right now now you you and i have found a common interest so uh um uh, we're gonna have to figure out how to do something about that <laughs> oh 100
1: patrick where's the best place that people want to pick up a copy of this expanded version of the four voices where the where's the best place they can go is it on amazon or should they go to man dot
0: well, you know, Amazon is the easiest place to, to, to get the book. <laughs> did you know that seventy percent of all books are sold on Amazon?
1: <laughs> I knew it was a big percentage. I did not know it was seventy
0: percent. Wow! Yeah, that's what my publisher tells me. So, um, yeah, so seventy percent, and we, you can get it through Man in the Mirror, or you can get it at your if you have a, a a brick and mortar Christian bookstore or bookstore. I always encourage people to support their their brick and mortar bookstores as well. I do too. Available everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere I go just about every weekend. Even if I don't pick anything up, I head in there. I usually do a couple of laps around the store, see what's new. And it's a great way to just really get uh, into some relaxation and recharging the batteries for me over the weekend. Well, we got yeah, I could talk to you for literally 90 minutes every time we chat, Patrick. There's so much to get into. So much great spiritual insight. Anything you'd like to leave the listening audience with about today's society, the role of the man in society? Uh, the family or about the man in the mirror organization itself?
0: Well, I think uh, when I'm asked a question like that, I always go to what I think is the greatest lesson that I've ever learned. And so let me leave our listeners with that today. I was sitting in the middle of a, uh, the rubble of a, a business crisis, one of my own making, but anyway, I, I was sitting uh, around one day and this thought went through my mind. And as I said, I think it's the greatest lesson that I've ever learned. So, Listeners, see if this doesn't make sense to you. There is a God we want, and there is a God who is. They are not the same God. And the turning point of our lives is when we stop seeking the God we want and start seeking the God who is. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense. Interesting that you bring this up. We think God is just totally amazing because... I I truly believe, but I have been a Christian for, let's see, my kids are 24 years old, so I've been a Christian for about 25 years now, Patrick. Uh, I think I am finally reaching the point in my relationship with Christ where that intersection is coming to be. It's quite an amazing realization when you come to that point.
0: yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, I mean, you know, I just thought to myself, Morley, what were you thinking? Did you really think that any ma- amount of you wanting to reinvent God and your imagination to be the God that you uh-huh. wanted him to be was going to have one iota of impact on his unchanging nature and character? And I realized I'd been trying to change God to work him, and uh-huh. uh, he wants to He wants to change me.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was, is, and always will be the same. That's what makes him so amazing. Yeah for sure. Well, Patrick, thanks for coming on the show. It's always so great to catch up with you and get some great spiritual insight and biblical insight that's backed up with the Word and the Lord, and I cannot wait to have you back on the show. We're definitely going to make it a lot sooner than the gap that has been between this conversation and the last one, and when you're out in October, I hope to see you.
0: No, I love what you're trying to do, what you are doing with your life, and your ministry, and your family, and I uh, wish a blessing on you, and to all of your listeners in San Diego.
1: God bless, Patrick. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Noah, here in across the county, check out the executive chairman of Man in the Mirror. Go to maninthemayor.org. While you're there, either pick up the book, or if you would like to order it off Amazon, maybe you got the Amazon tab open, go ahead and pick up the four voices, taking control of the conversation in your head I have to tell you, it's going to change your life. And I can't wait to have Patrick Morley back on the show real soon. Maybe I'll talk to him, get together with him in October, and we'll have him back on and chat about that. Noah here and Across the County. There's more coming up. Stay tuned.
2: Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one. Work out with us for 30 minutes. Feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for Three weeks? Three weeks?
1: five workouts a week
2: we're a body and we call that a body block
1: you pick the block and you're gonna love the experience
2: on week four this part is really important take the week off seriously we mean it rest go on vacation or try something new maybe some yoga
1: notice you're not holding on to any tension here
2: or a dance class
1: get sexy with it daddy you do
2: you and then start again be committed to this process choose a new body block each month get a new challenge each month Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Are you ready to get started?